Good day, Poker fans and Poker or podcast listeners alike, and welcome to Poker Radio, a Pokemon podcast. I'm your host for this show, Cypress Ori. I'm basically a multi enthusiast, and I'm big on journalism, paleontology, and Pokemon. On Pokemon Radio, I'll be talking about the anime, the world of Pokemon, and the Pokemon themselves. I'll seldom talk about the video games that only when their existence has implications for the anime. So without further ado, let's begin the first episode of Poker Radio. On today's episode, I'll mainly be talking about Generation 7 and Pokemon Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon will come out on the Nintendo 3DS this holiday season, which means it'll probably come out between around Halloween to New Year's Eve, October 31st to December 31st, 2016. So I looked up the release dates of previous video games and compared those to the premiere dates of each series or season in the anime. And what I found is that a new video game is coincided by a premiere of a new anime arc the same month to four or five months after the release of the said video game. Pretty cool, right? So in conclusion... We get the first episode of Pokemon Sun and Moon between Halloween 2016 and, let's say, uh, I don't know, somewhere around about April 31st, 2017. Before we move on to more content-based ideas, let's set up a sort of temporary prediction or even expectations timeline for Pokemon Sun and Moon. Okay, so May 2016, so that's the next month. More info about Pokemon Sun and Moon is released, including the legendaries, starters, and hopefully the region. And an official press release about Pokemon Sun and Moon, the anime series, is given by the Pokemon Company. June 2016, an official teaser trailer is released for the video game, and they will get a poster, an announcement, or awareness trailer for the anime series, and an official premiere or rele- and release date for both. J- uh, July 2016. No real news, maybe two more revealing trailers for the game and anime. Uh, Generation 7 trading card set could also be teased. Speculations, predictions, and rumors will one run rampant around the poker community. August 2016 to September 2016. We learn more info on the video game and anime series, maybe more trailers, clips, toasters, etc. October 2016 and November 2016, months of hype and countdown to Pokemon Sun and Moon video game. December, um, Sun and Moon video game is released on Nintendo 3DS sometime in December, Poker Gamers, um, Yet, and Pokegamers will rejoice and rejoice and play their hearts out. January, sometime in January, the first episode of Pokemon Sun and Moon premieres on TV Tokyo. Even though it is in Japanese, I will watch it for the heck of it. It's Pokemon, and I've watched some of the um, newer Pokemon episodes in Japanese, whether it was English subbed or not. I mean, it's it's really fun, and if you kind of know that. The basic plotline, the synopsis, and you know what's going on, you can kind of tell like what they're talking about. It's kind of fun. 
So January 2017 to March 2017, uh, the first SM ep episode is reanimated and dubbed into English and airs on Cartoon Network, the first of the episodes. On Cartoon Network sometime in late February to mid-March, I'll definitely watch the English version since I do mainly speak and, and, and understand English. Moving on from that, let's talk content. Be more specific, the stuff that will make up Pokemon Sun and Moon. So first with the new generation, most likely a new region will come with it. From now until the time being, and we know more about Sun and Moon, let's call the region Region SM. Now, Region SM appears to be based on Hawaii and Singapore, based on some of the leaked game pictures. However, there are also speculations that Sun and Moon could also be, could be in Southern Colors, you know, and then, and then the new region, and or multiple regions, like maybe even a return to Kanto or Unova or who knows elsewhere. Any of that would be cool, even a return to other another region. However, the, the new region is most likely, Arc is most likely. What's interesting is, with it being Hawaii, I mean, I don't know, the Decalor Islands felt like they were probably based on Hawaii or some kind of U.S. island chain because uh, Unova was based off of America. So with the new region comes new Pokemon. So apparently there's supposed to be at least 10 more Pokemon. 10 new Pokemon families, maybe? Not just 10 individual Pokemon, that the very few for a new generation and a new um, region. Because that means, oh, you got your three, st you got your three starter families, and then you got one knockoff or something. I don't know. Um, or maybe, I don't know. In region, so this is in region SM. So what are the starters? What are the legendaries? There's so many mysteries about the new Pokemon that unfortunately remain unanswered. According to Game Rant, the names Solgaleo and Lunala have been trademarked by the Pokemon Company. These could be the names of the two legendaries, considering that Delphox and the Outsticks names were trademarked a good time before Pokemon XY the game was released. But those aren't legendaries, they're regular Pokemon, Meowstic in the Evolved form of Esper and Delphox, the final evolved form of Finnegan, the fire starter for Kalos. <clears throat> okay, so how about those names? Solgaleo can be. I really want to say Solgialgo for some reason. Solgaleo can be broken down into Sol, meaning the fifth note in a major case. <clears throat> um, in a major scale, or Sun for some cases, apparently. Ga, Japanese for butt, and Leo, I think Latin or Spanish for, no, Latin for lion. This could possibly mean that Sunko Leo is A, the sun lion Pokemon, and B, the would be the first lion legendary Pokemon since Entei from Generation 7 and the third Pokemon movie. Really cool Pokemon movie. I mean, if you haven't checked it out, you should really go see it. It's awesome. On to Lunala. From which they own, from which the only root that can be derived is Luna or Moon. So this could mean that Lunala would be the Moon Pokemon. The question has been brought up from the secondary title of Moon in the video game. 
is new types such as maybe moon types. At this point, no real yay or nay on that. Honestly, uh, could be interesting, wouldn't be against it. The new types would bring the conversation to the question of the evolutions. Will there be more? Who knows? I don't want to spend too much time on the types. Pokemon and evolutions to miss out on the characters and plot lines. Okay, okay, knowing I just said that, I want to mention one last itty-bitty thing. There appears to be an interesting bear like Pokemon and a bird Pokemon in the new arc. However, it has been said that the bird is actually a fletchling, and many, including myself, think that the bear could be a, a Teddy Ursa. Which I think is from Hoenn or Johto. It's definitely from Unova because it's the pre-evolved form of Ursaria. And we've seen those in, Ur in Unova. However, you know, when looked more closely, it does look, the Teddy Ursa does look similar, or this bear looks similar to Teddy Ursa. But it must be a different species because it has lacks of white crescent moon shape on its forehead. I just wanted to do that because it's Pokemon Sun and Moon. On the characters. Main protagonist, obviously Ash Ketchum of Palatown, Kanto. And his partner, Pikachu, right? No surprises there, right? I guess not. The Pokemon anime series has always starred Ash Ketchum, you know? <clears throat> but it could diverge from Ash's past, right? Hey, don't be shocked. Around the time of Pokemon X and Y... Would Max the Hoenn region been able to be a trainer? Or what it could do, and this would be awesome, it could uh, flash forward like two, three years, and we could see uh, Bonnie become a trainer. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Personally, I want to see Ash again. That's probably what we're going to see. So, yeah, I think we're, we can definitely guarantee Ash returns to the Pokemon anime and Sun and Moon. But now the question is, who will travel with Ash to in Region SM? From this, we could diverge so many possibilities of Ash's Generation 7 traveling companions where, when he goes to S Region SM. Misty, the co-gym leader of Cerulean City, Kanto, may have a crush on Ash. Misty would keep Rock in line before she returned to her gym and before Rock got a Krogna or a Krogunk, that did it for her. She was with him from Kanto to Johto. However, she does end up returning to Cerulean City to help out with the gem. Possibility, unlikely, 25 to 50%. Why return? Okay, you know, she might have, like I said, uh, she might have a crush on Ash. Kind of confirming poker shipping, but, I mean, uh, why not? Probably busy with her gym, so I don't think we're gonna see Misty. Brock, former Pewter City gym leader, studying to become a Pokemon doctor, <clears throat> and got the lady connoisseur by none other than Silent of Strident City. Brock traveled to the Ash from Kanto through Sinnoh, probably 50 50, I'd say. On return, would be cool to see him again, really. I mean, he's a really cool character. Why not? Uh, most likely, he's busy studying to become a Pokemon doctor. I mean, he, he won't be busy with the gym because his well, his uh, brother, who's the second oldest, I think. I can't remember. Yeah, he's the second oldest. 
and he he's the gym leader now, which is I think it's kind of cool. That's really cool that we see a uh, a gym leader change, like you know, in the series and not something like it's pre gonna be predicted or whatever. Okay, on to Tracy Sketchit. I bet there's some way differently to pronounce his name since that's a boy's name. Former Pokemon watcher who traveled with Ash in the Orange Islands, while Brock assisted Professor Ivy, decided to travel with Ash because of his acquaintance with Professor Oak, later left to be Professor Oak's assistant. Probably very unlikely, 10% to 25%. So, okay, we could see Brock. Alright, we're definitely not seeing Tracy. Why return? No real reason to return. Why not? It's probably busy at Oak's lab. May, Pokemon coordinator from Hoenn, who viewed Ash as her mentor while they were on their Hoenn journey, has a little brother named Max, went to Johto after Hoenn journey to participate in coordinator contests. Probability, likely 50% to 75%. Why return? Probably done with Johto journey. Why not? No reason not to return. And May might need more guidance from Ash. Who knows? I mean, Ash, we could, we could definitely see him become, like, a really interesting teacher-like figure in the new series. If they decide to look at somebody else, mostly in the series, they could, they could, they could flash forward, or they could keep it at the same age, and they could have Ash as that sort of mentor-like character who we, like, see every once in a while for, like, guidance or advice or something. May, yeah, she could return. Max. May's little brother, probably about 10 years old at this point, from the Hoenn region. Ash promised to battle him when he was able to become a trainer. Probably very likely 79 or 75 to 90% chance. Why return? He would be trainer age now. Ash promised to battle him when he turned 10 years old. Why not? No reason not to return. So I think he's probably going to return. I mean, for at least an episode to battle Ash. But now I wonder, you know... With Sawyer, the Sawyer arc in um, Pokemon X, Y, and Z, and Pokemon X, Y, and Pokemon X, Y, Kalos Quest, I wonder, has that arc, like, has that whole thing already been filled? Because, you know, Sawyer's in the Hoenn region, he got a Hoenn starter, he, he battled, he's battled Ash several times, he's in Ash's, one of Ash's rivals in that region, so I wonder <coughs> if Max could still potentially... I don't know, because, like, supposedly the movies aren't really that canonical. Like, they don't really have that big of an effect on the anime, apparently. I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know. Anyways, uh, that's a whole different... That's another episode. Uh, Dawn, a Pokemon coordinator from Sinnoh who traveled with Ash and Sinnoh and a bit in Unova. She has a Piplup as her starter and would be in the Johto region during Pokemon X and Y to compete in her coordinator contest. Probably met May there. I mean, like, as Nate was going there, she may have even met Brock or Silent. Why return? Good friendship with Ash. You know, there could be something there, but not, like, a love relationship, but a really, really interesting, like, uh, team in there. Why not? Might still be Dizzy and Johto. Um, Iris, budding dragon master from the village of dragons, name partner is Axew, might appear in X, Y, and Z. Has a strange relationship with Ash. Calls him a little kid, despite experience advantage Ash has. Probability extremely likely, 75 to 100 percent chance. Why return? She or that's a 90 to 100. Never mind. Anyway, why return? She seems to be to add to Ash's character. Why not? No reason, real no real reason to. There's new dragon types. She's gonna go after those new dragon types. She's on a dragon quest after all. 
And she, after getting a giggle, maybe it's evolved to Garchomp by now, she's going to go after Mega Evolution and call us. I think Ash and uh, Iris probably will end up traveling together at some point. I have a theory that it's I'm not in a guy shipping exactly, but it's more like a interesting sibling relationship that I'll, I'll talk about theories in another episode. Again. Silent, one of the three Strident City gym leaders. <clears throat> uh... Why not? No reason real no real reason to not to. Oh wait, no, oh that's someone else, sorry. Selwyn, one of the street three strided city gym leaders and one of Ash's traveling companions in Unova. He has an interesting pen out personality is an A class Pokemon connoisseur. Could be an S class by this point. Probability fifty fifty. Bar return, might miss traveling with Ash. I mean I don't know, it just seems like they, they go together really well as like buddies. Um why not like Dan Hoenn at the time? Could run into May. Dawn and Dawn again while they're, or even Max, or who knows, or she, he could just be busy with, like, I don't know, starting City Gym stuff, or Connoisseur stuff. And then Bonnie, they would, they, they seem to be a travel, they seem to travel as a package. Clint is a Limeo City Gym leader and a scientist. Bonnie is prepared to become a trainer. Both have unique personalities. Probability extremely likely, 75% to 100% chance. Margarine, they're just really good characters great characters in the series, and there's no reason for them not to return. Anyways, I mean, they might really like traveling with Ash, and they're like, hey, let's let's continue our journey, like, with Ash or something. Or maybe even, I had this one idea, like, oh, they return to Kanto, and somehow Bonnie, now eight years old, is able to get her starter, like, a year early, or two years early. That'd be funny. So we can see a continuation of the Kalos. Oh, wait, Serena first. A Pokemon performer who has gone toe-to-toe with the Kalos Queen, not once, but twice. She's very sweet and kind. Is is the group's navigator and has a deep crush on Ash, of which only she and Bonnie knows about. Probably extremely likely 75% to 100% chance. Why return? She loves Ash. Why not? Uh, maybe Pokemon performance is getting away? No, but she actually did turn that down a bit to, to um, continue her journey. Oh, I wonder why. Um, Amore. We could see a continuation of the Kalos gang. We might see Iris travel with Ash again, or even Ash get a completely new companions in Region SM. Who knows? Only time and the Pokemon Company can and will tell. So Sun and Moon is a new region. We'll probably see Ash hang up the Kalos team. So when watching X, Y, and Z, start saying goodbye to Greninja, Talonflame, Hawlucha, and Noivern. Before I forget, I'd really like to see Ash catch an Odno and a Dino. Just thought that'd be cool. So on to the plotline of Sun and Moon. Most likely, Serena will have admitted to her crush, her crush to Ash by the end of X, Y, and Z. And those two might be in love in the next, by the next series. I'm really sorry to Nagai shippers, of which I used to be. Pocus shippers and others, Amor shipping is just more realistic. And it's canonical, meaning it's an official anime. Ash would have also won the Kalos Also, would have Ash won the Kalos League? He's certainly strong enough to. Anyways, in the Region S and onto Region SM, where Ash and his new f- or old friends journey to achieve their dreams. Ash battles gyms and it competes in the league while meeting so many cool Pokemon, new friends, and battling Team Rocket. Sounds like the regular plotline, right? Well, yeah, it kind of is, because that is all we have to go off of. A template that is so used in all the. Other season Pokemon, but it's it's interesting because then it allows for more flexibility. 
it's hard to make predictions on this stuff. Like, I think I've written, like, five or ten Sun and Moon or Kanto Return stories already. World Fate, whatever. Well, then, uh, well, that was quite a bit. I should probably start closing this episode. It's getting close to 21, 22 minutes now. But first, before going, here's this episode's future Pokemon. Magirna, the artificial Pokemon. Magirna is a steel and fairy dual type created by humans 500 years ago. Pretty cool, right? Yes, Magirna, the new legendary Pokemon that will be filmed, or that will be featured in the film Pokemon 19 Volcanion and the Ingenious Magirna. I wonder why she's going to be called Ingenious. I, I, what does Ingenious even mean? Uh... Oh, it means clever, original, and inventive of a machine or idea. Clever and originally devised and well-suited to its purpose. Oh, that's cool. Um, mm, sometime, and sometime before the film releases in America, I'll devote an entire episode to the film in Magirna. And to be honest, Magirna has become my favorite legendary Pokemon. Can't wait to see it in action! Okay, well, that's it for today's Pokemon Radio episode. Hope y'all enjoy your time between this episode and the next. Thanks for listening, and that's what she's a tune.